We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On this episode of Drinks with Binks, we're recording this on the day after the Super Bowl, a.k.a. the day that should be a national holiday, and one where we celebrate Tom Brady's full transition to being a GOAT. And for that and a whole lot more, we welcome in NFL reporter for ESPN, Kimberly A. Martin, to discuss what other teams can take from the Bucks' diverse coaching staff. We also chat about the weekend's quote-unquote controversial halftime performance, which is incorrect, and how ever since Kimberly got her job at ESPN a year ago, she's been navigating it from home. Pop open some Prosecco and join us. This is Drinks with Binks. Welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks. This is the show that sits and sips with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. And on this day, uh, Monday after Super Bowl that we're shooting this show, this is, you know, typically the day that most people miss for work. That's just historically what has been written in the world. And it's difficult to miss work when your work is from home. It just doesn't have the same effect calling in sick. But someone uh, who is coming on my show here today is at home and has spent the first time watching the Super Bowl at home in like eight years of her career. None other than NFL ESPN reporter Kimberly A. Martin, also co-host of First Take, Her Take, who I just found out. I mean, you you finally got to watch a Super Bowl like every other regular person. And was it all that you thought it would be? It was nice to be with my husband and my dog and to watch commercials for the first time in a very long time in real time. But I was a little disappointed by the commercials and the halftime show. Like, I, we could talk more about the weekend, but I'm a big weekend fan and I was like, not really feeling that. So um, this is a definitely a different experience. Um, hopefully when COVID gets out of here, we all can get back to normal. <laughs> Kimberly, I mean, we have to at this point say, I guess that Tom Brady is officially a GOAT. Seven Super Bowl wins. He did it. There it is. The no more conversation. The the conversation is over. Uh, I think if you hated Tom Brady before you woke up today, still grasping for more reasons to hate him, but you only hate him because he's either beaten your team or he's not on your team. Like at this point, you just cannot say enough about how good he is. And this season he actually was really likable. Not saying that he wasn't likable with the Patriots, but there was just something different, more relaxed, more 
fun more mm-hmm. uh, with Tom this year as a reporter it was great to see especially when you pair him with Bruce Arians I mean he's such a chucklehead like he's hysterical and then Tom and Gronk that was just such a it was a good it was such a great team the, the dynamics of the team the coaching staff it just felt like this is different like this mm-hmm. feels different this is the, not the Patriot the Patriot word mm. um, <laughs> so it, it, was, it was good to see good for Tom yeah, it definitely had a looser feel than sort of uh, Bill Belichick's uh, dynasty and, and everything that he created in Foxborough. But before we get into more on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win, we uh, have a drink on this show, of course. And today, what have you chosen for us to sip on? Well, I have a couple of these little teeny weenies. Um, I'll be honest, I have Prosecco. I'm not much of a drinker, disclaimer. Um, you think that quarantine would have forced me to just drink nonstop like a lot of my friends, but for some reason, I'm just like not that into drinking except when it is Prosecco. So I have my nice little glass. I don't know anything about wine glass, so if this is the wrong one, I'm sorry. We both got some weird glasses going on. <laughs> I don't want Will Blackman like, you know, messaging me on Instagram like, what the hell are you doing? So this is just. He will be. Yes, I know. Same with me. We both look Mm -hmm. like whatever. But you know what? It's about the booze. That's what it's all about here. So uh, (laughs) cheers. And before we drink, uh, what are we toasting to here today? We are just toasting to this is our first. This is our first like. This is our first hangout. Yeah. Let's toast to our first. Toast to our first date. Thank you. This is our first date. It's about time, universe. Thank you. Yes, this Cheers. is our first date. Cheers. And we are we are moving. We are rolling along on our first date. Love it. <laughs> mm. I plan to get you drunk. That's sort of uh, my plan here on the show. Happen. I can yes. make that happen. But get you drunk and talk football and all about yourself because that's what people like on dates. You interview people, figure out if you like them. But I already know I like you because that's why I asked you to come on the show. And <laughs> speaking of the Super Bowl, a completely different direction. Uh, the So with Tampa winning this year, it was, um, you know, what a really good feel-good storyline. You mentioned Bruce Arians. But the fact that his coaching staff is, is so diverse. We see all three of his coordinators are black. His assistant coach is black, as well as two female assistant coaches which is so good to see in a world that has been so predominantly white. What do you think has been, uh, should be the takeaway from all these other teams when they see the success uh, that Bruce Arians and his staff have brought to Tampa? That we shouldn't be afraid of diversity, that you can have, you can be very intentional. I've been tweeting, you know, when I see things like hashtag be intentional, you can be intentional and still hire quality, still hire people that you know, give people opportunities who deserve it, and you can still win. I think that's the, you know, the NFL, it's, it, it used to be the old boys club, you know, nepotism runs high throughout the NFL, so-and-so is my dad, so I got, you know, that's how a lot of people get on. Um, Bruce Arians is tight with all of his coaches. That's what I think makes this really special, but, what we've seen in the playoffs and throughout the latter half of the season is they're damn good at their job. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and the fact that a lot of these guys didn't get looks, a lot of these guys, um, there are questions about whether it was really them or is it all Tom Brady? I think the Super Bowl in particular highlighted the fact that Brady is the GOAT, 
but while we're giving him flowers, let's be sure to pass out some petals for other people. Right. And I think it, the fact also that Brady didn't necessarily have like some crazy star studded performance, like he was very solid. It does then shine light on just the fact that there is incredible depth on this team. And then um, mm -hmm. that there's so many other people behind the scenes on the sideline that are involved with getting this win. And for you, Kimberly, you you've gotten your an, an incredible job this year. Congratulations on becoming an NFL reporter for ESPN. And you get this job and you have to do it in a pandemic. What has that been like for you? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. Okay, so uh, for people who don't know, my rookie camp at ESPN was March 9th to the 11th. Wow. That is literally, like, I left Bristol saying, okay, you know, like, hey, okay, bye. good to meet some of you. Like, can't wait to, you know, they were like, we'll see you in studio next month. Like, we'll try to get you in here. We've got like a whole plan. The next day, everything stopped. To the point where I was like, do I have a job? Like, <laughs> do, do I still, because yeah, I like, did Are not there still sports? Is there still ESPN? Like, where are we, what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> like, um, I'm worried about finding toilet paper and masks. <laughs> and that, and I left without a company laptop, without a company phone. Like, I, when I tell you I probably met, you know, a couple of my bosses and, like, said hi to, like, a few. You know, you do the car wash of, like, hey, you know, good to meet you. Can't wait to work with you. Oh, you work on Monday Night Countdown. Great to meet you. But it's, like, all a blur. And you get home, and then the NBA shuts down. And then everything else, and then you don't hear from anybody. And you literally are, like do I have a job? I have a contract, but what does this mean? Um, so it was, when I tell you, it was the worst time to start anything. I mean, it, it, but the, 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 I guess the silver lining is sort of like, if you survive that, if you figure out, and I don't mean it, you know, it sounds like starting a job sounds really trivial given everything we as a country and as a world have gone through. But I think if you're able to just figure it out and to, and sort of just navigate and find a new normal, like I think we got tired of saying new normal, but that's what it was. Like, how do you, and this is my first TV job. So to not have any real experience being in front of the camera, people are talking to you and using acronyms, you know, like, okay. I, like orientation was me finding out about Walt Disney. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, and I think I've done okay. You know, it's not like it's all a process and it's all a learning experience. And the fact that I'm still standing after it and, um, you know, I think it, 2020, given everything we went through, I mean, the fact that you just survived 2020 in general with your health, with your family, that's a win. So the mm -hmm. job is an added bonus to that. Credit to you having to navigate all of that and succeed and, and come out on top because then everything now will hopefully be easier Hopefully. after going through this. Yes. Well, we got to take a quick break, but we want to find out a whole lot more about Kimberly Martin's journey in broadcasting and her thoughts on the Super Bowl and the fact that she didn't like the weekend's halftime performance. Also <laughs> controversial. We are drinking and binking here on Drinks with Thanks. Don't go anywhere. Hey, what's up? This is Will Blackman, and I just had drinks with Binks. Hey everybody, it's Alex Flanagan. I had drinks with Binks. 
Kind of. Does coffee count? I'm hoping maybe she'll invite me back for an evening episode so we can crack a bottle of wine next time. Hey guys, welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB and I'm so thrilled to be joined by NFL ESPN reporter Kimberly A. Martin, also co-host of First Take, Her Take. We are sipping on a little Prosecco here on this Monday after the Super Bowl. We know that this airs on Wednesday, but we thought we'd get a head start on the episode. And with that, we were just discussing Kimberly's unique journey beginning at ESPN. And your agent, who is a friend of the show, also been on the show, Alex Flanagan, former NFL sideline reporter, you now have a very similar job to what she had. What kind of advice mm-hmm. maybe that has she given you that is that has helped you the most so far? You know, it's funny. Uh, so I actually we're we just this is a year ago today, essentially, is when I got the offer from ESPN. So like the the Monday after I landed at ESPN, landed at um, Newark Airport. I got a call like, hey, so you got the job. I did not have an agent. And uh, somebody just happened to mention, you know, Alex Flanagan, she's now an agent. So I think some people thought it was an unconventional choice. Like, isn't Alex still in media? And it was like, no, she just became an agent. I was her first client. And I think I approached this sort of with the same... The word isn't strategy, but with the same sort of like, okay, yeah, no, it is strategy. Because to me, when I thought of what I wanted from an agent, it was more than, it was going to be more than a transactional relationship. That's not to say that every agent is only focused on the transaction, but I've met lots of agents. I've had people like, oh, you've got it. Like, let me rep you. I was sort of like, no, okay. Um, but I, I, I chose Alex because I actually had introduced myself to her probably four years ago at the Minnesota Super Bowl. I think it was four years or three years ago. And I was just like, I admire you so, so much. I think when I think of how to do the job, I think of you, I think of Pam Oliver, I think of Andrew Kramer, you know, like you to me are like the pinnacle. And it just so happened when this came about, I was like, I want somebody who's done the job, somebody that I respect, somebody who can tell me if I suck or not, somebody who can guide me and not only guide me when it's time to negotiate a contract. And, and so that's why it's really important to me. It's like the sisterhood part to me um, and having, having her, it's not just having a female agent or a woman agent or anything like that is having Alex Flanagan. Like that to me is the right. difference because if I, if I say, Alex, you know what? This TV thing was cool. Did it during a pandemic. I'm over it. She and I would be sisters for life. You know what I mean? Like that relationship goes beyond just the contractual stuff. So I just love her. Yeah, that's a a unique partnership to have, because as you mentioned, most agents have not done this job before. They're mostly just like used car salesmen in a way. Um, That's just sort of my experience, but that's unique. I mean, maybe it's not. (laughs) I think that's everyone's experience with agents, but moving on. Uh, You mentioned sisterhood, just the word with Alex and Mm -hmm. When we look at our industry, first of all, it is predominantly male dominated. And it's not only male dominated, but it's also extremely white. And Mm -hmm. for you, and there's so many other amazing black women we've had on the show before, Jamel Hill, Carrie Champion, Taylor Rooks, just to name a few. What is something um, maybe unique about your journey to where you are now that your coworkers and your colleagues uh, white male and females couldn't possibly understand. 
Um, I think I've had a, if you look at my resume, I've had a lot of jobs in a very short amount of time. And I had, um, you know, I've worked at Newsday in New York. Like I, I, I left New York to go to Buffalo, which is still technically New York, but it's a different New York. Yes. I went there to be a columnist and from jump people are like what the hell are you doing like you cover the jets like why would you go up there um and i think the word strategy again it was sort of like i want to be a columnist there is no other at that point there was no other black female sports columnist writing for a major national newspaper at the time like i was it um and you mentioned jamel like jamel had walked a similar path before, you know, like, I feel like mm -hmm. I'm not nothing. I'm not like Jamel in any way. I'm not trying to compare myself, but she's done that, you know, and, but there's never more than one of us at, at the same time. It seems like when it comes to sports columnists who are black and female, um, I worked at the Washington post. I left that job to go to Yahoo. And I feel like a lot of people have looked at my journey and every step is sort of like, Oh, like, what is she doing? Like, why is she leaving that job? Like, what's wrong? You know, and somebody had even, like, it got back to me, like, somebody had said, was telling other people, like, oh, you know, something clearly is wrong if she's got all these jobs. And I think for me, the the thing that has always worked is that I bet on myself all the time. I don't, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the funniest. Even though I have a great personality, I am not the best. Thank you, but I'm not the best. But I also believe in myself, and I I've spent a lot of time as a writer, like working on my craft, like trying to be a good comic, trying to see different points of view, trying to develop relationships, so that when I walk in a locker room, people they may not know me, but they catch a vibe when I walk in the room, you know. And the people that have doubted me, especially when I left the Washington Post, like. That is in the back of your head because I think if I were a guy, there are a lot of guys in this industry that, that jump around. We don't question whether mm -hmm. that's the smart move, that's the safe move. Like, will you have a support system if you keep, will people want you? I believe, yeah, people will want me. And if they don't, I'll be okay. I worked in finance before journalism. I was a mm -hmm. psych major before I got my master's in magazine writing. So like being at ESPN is amazing. But it was never, like, it was not this conscious, like, I can't wait till I'm at ESPN. Like, it's going to be, you know, all these things right. sort of fell in my lap. And I think that makes it not, I don't think ESPN makes me who I am. Like, I think no, I'm bringing great. who I am to ESPN. And when they say, like, okay, like, it's been cool, Kimberly, <laughs> like, thanks. I'd be like, okay, cool, like, next adventure. You know, it won't, it, like, I don't think the place defines who I am and what I'm capable of. I think that I mean, that's such a great outlook to have because there's so many people that have tied their identity to the yeah. uh, the letters that they work for. And you're yeah. already ahead of that, having even just started there. But uh, just a side note, I feel as though anyone who sort of judges those that jump around don't fully understand that this is a gig economy right now. And many of us are contractors or freelancers. And it isn't the, the days of Steve Levy working for 25 years at Sportsline. It doesn't happen anymore for people that are in the industry right now. But I would like to just get to one quick question before we go to break and that is for any young black women girls who are aspiring to to get to where you are or or to be in broadcasting what kind of advice would you give them knowing just what kind of challenges that you've had to go through to get to where you are right now it's no different than real life when you're walking on the street like you will be judged differently is it fair no 
but life isn't fair. So get over that very quickly. Under the lesson that we're taught, like you have to be twice as good. Yeah, because you understand as a woman, as a person of color, the, the criticisms aren't just going to be about the work that you do. So make sure you are prepared. Make sure you read, even if you want to be in broadcasting, make sure you read a lot and know how to write. Like that's the foundation of everything. And work on your craft so that when you are told no, if you don't get a job, if someone says you were great, but you can be like, you know what, I, I, I know I'm good. And that's okay if you don't see it right now, but eventually you will. And it won't be that cr- same crushing blow that some other people might feel. Salient, important advice from Kimberly A. Martin. Thank you so much. We have a whole lot more we want to get to with you about your personal life and other interests that you have other than football and your career when we return on Drinks with Thanks. Don't go anywhere, guys. Welcome back to Drinks with Thinks. I'm JSB. We're joined by NFL reporter on ESPN, Kimberly A. Martin. And there were so many topics we could have talked about in this segment, and we chose to talk about the fact that the weekend, the performance of the Super Bowl halftime show, you were not a fan of, but you liked the weekend. Explain love, your position. Love, love the weekend. Listen to him all the time in my car. Was not feeling that halftime performance. I don't know. Uh, tell me why you liked it, because I need to be convinced. Why? I mean, where do I begin? It felt very, um, first of all, the fact that he pumped $7 million of his own money into this during COVID, which I can't even imagine trying to pull this off. But the uh, Michael Jackson sort of vibe, a little bit of David Bowie, it's very... Um, what was the maze? What was the camera? The maze was what, great. Like, the, maze, uh... the maze was 2020. The maze was me and my boyfriend living in a studio apartment, hitting each other, not... Uh, trying to figure out our schedules all the time. That was what that maze was. It was great. It was trying to find a bathroom in a very expensive bar, as my boyfriend tweeted about. I'm going to take credit for that right now. <laughs> give him credit. But also, love the field performance. Everyone in masks, and the, it just and and this it just was so weird. And he's Canadian. Weird Canadian is just oh, my. That's why. Well. Canadian. Okay, just just start with Canadian. Just say that. No, it's, it's not. It's not even just right. that. I got it. I love the weekend. Wasn't really feeling that, but it's the Canadian pride thing. I get it. I'm with you. Okay. You got to support that. Okay. Okay. So what was the thing that you, you didn't like the most? I mean, I think having seen Bruno Mars, like singer, dancer, performer, I felt like there wasn't a performance at, like there wasn't, it's the Super Bowl. And it was fine. It was cool. It was chill. It was like, all right. But I think the everyone Super has Bowl. to look through COVID. Like, first of all, we shouldn't even be having a Super Bowl. Secondly, that sh- oh, how do they even do pull it off and have people, you know, bring on people are like, oh, what about Beyonce had this person? This person's like, how we have to we can't even see anybody. How can the weekend bring on more people? Julie, that cost seven million dollars. Look, I think how? it even costs how? more Wait, than how? that. Yes. OK, see? I think People like those, and they me. don't even get paid. Those volunteer work that he just did. He just got community service hours. So you feel bad. That's it. You feel bad for the Canadian. I don't. I, I love him. I would dress, I would wear a black tie and, and sparkly jacket today if I could. Don't think I won't wear that sparkly jacket at some point. Yes, that jacket <laughs> was cool. I love it. Okay, we, we agree on his style. All right, cheers. Uh, we got to take buddy. a quick time out here on the program, but we'll be back with Kimberly A. Martin from ESPN. Don't go anywhere. 
what's up, everybody? It's the Cooligans. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Alexis. Okay, we are two stand-up comedians, and we host uh, the funniest soccer show you've ever seen. That's right. We love talking about soccer. We're wild. We're silly. We have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> but it's a fun ride. And we're on Fubo every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. That's right. Fubo Sports Network. Do it. Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. Hey guys, we had an awesome time drinking and banking here with the ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly A. Martin, also co-host of First Take, Her Take, and Kim. First of all, excuse me, not Kim, because Kim is nope. Kimberly, with the extra E. Where can we find you next? Now that the NFL season is over. Uh, you guys can still find me on Twitter by Kimberly A L E Y. Uh, Instagram, my name Kimberly Martin, and uh, you can find me on ESPN.com, the Undefeated Direct Column Stories, and you might see me on TV a little bit too this year. And as well as the podcast, which is uh, incredible, a couple female ladies. Yeah, I have to shout out my girls, my fellow co-host Charlie Arnold, who you see on First Take uh, with Max and and Stephen A, and also Tanea Gumake, three ho- co-hosts, all female. We just talk stuff like like the guys was, and we love sports coming from different angles and points of view. So it's a fun listen. You can have some drinks as you listen to us talk about sports in our lives. It's awesome. I listened to it to do research on you and ended up just really, really enjoying the podcast. So I was like, this is awesome. Highly recommend you guys check that out on all platforms as well as us. Make sure to check out us on all platforms, including our YouTube page at Fubo Sports. And thank you so much, Kimberly, for joining us here today. And until next time, guys, bottoms up, bitches. Looking for a chill conversation over drinks with some of your favorite athletes, journalists, and celebrity sports fans? Well, you're in luck. Join me, Julie Stewart-Binks, on my show, Drinks with Binks, where we sit down with everyone from Stanley Cup-winning head coach John Cooper to MLS commissioner Don Garber, legendary sports broadcaster Dan Patrick, and actor Colin Hanks. Listen to Drinks with Binks on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Katie Nolan. I'm Grant Wall. I'm Boog Shambi. And I had way too many Drinks with Binks. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.